0: my eyes are red i've been burning i've been burning yeah, the
1: my eyes are red. i've been yeah, the the my eyes are red i've been burning i've been burning yeah, I've
0: been hi everybody welcome to magic and hash my name's tim you might know me from aethercast or the cast from exile facebook page my debaucherous attitude can make anybody blush And I'm a Rocky Mountain mage. And joining me today is somebody you also might know from Cast From Exile.
1: Who do we have? Howdy, homies. It's me, the HDG, Sid Swami, smoking THC and tapping MTG for your ASS. Oh, shit. That last part didn't rhyme. But yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Just giving the people what they want which is uh, more Sid Swami on a weekly basis since Cast from Exile comes out only once every time Modern Masters comes out these days. Ouch.
0: <laughs> from San Antonio, Texas, by way of Illinois and all points in between, he's financially independent, ladies, semi-retired, and doesn't give two shits about your Tumblr pronouns. His career highlight is a split for Game Day Theros. Give it up. For John
2: Holland that's
1: right. Representing. Hey, I think I remember that game day Theros deck. Wasn't that the one with the fleece mains?
2: Uh, yeah, that had some fleece mains in it, and uh, and the Hornet Queens, and and I totally made it to the finals because somebody forgot what the current inverted mana cost for Hornet Queen is. So I'm very proud of that win. Split. <laughs>
1: A win split, fuck splitting, dude. I'll I'll split. That's why uh, I, I think I'm gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do an episode soon about why MTGO is better than paper cards, and then we'll also do an episode why paper cards is better than MTGO. But that's like one of the reasons is there's no fucking splitting.
2: Opponent. That's the number one MTGO bonus. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect.
0: My favorite thing about MTGO is you don't have to wear pants, and then you can smoke and drink all you want. You can't do that at shop.
1: Bullshit, John. How many times have we gotten drunk at the tournament? There oh was the God. FM. There was oh, the man. FM where we went to the Korean restaurant, and you introduced oh, yeah. me to soju. Holy yeah, fuck.
2: <laughs> and then at the, at the old spot, they used to have this uh, growler station right around the corner, so just fill up a fucking growler and then come to F&M, and oof. Yeah, our LGS was badass. It was like BYOB.
1: You know, you could buy drinks there, but you could bring in your beer or liquor or
2: you know, whatever the fuck you want, and food it, too. Yeah, that that place was in a converted hotel and uh, right below it there was some uh prostitute who had like her sex dungeon down there, and then like a bunch of those uh Hispanic insurance companies. She wasn't
1: a prostitute, John. She was a dominatrix. She there, wasn't she having exchange, sex for she money, she was providing a service.
2: Gratification. She was she was
1: providing Providing a service, would you call a dog obedience trainers prostitutes?
0: Would you call a school teacher a prostitute? Would you call somebody who uh, gives coitus for the exchange of goods or services worth monetary value a prostitute? Or Caitlyn Jenner or Ryan Brommel?
2: I would call pretty much anybody who uh, exchanges money for their bodies a prostitute because I'm semi retired, bitches. <laughs>
0: I'm a prostitute. <laughs> fuck. What do you exactly mean by semi retired?
2: Uh, well, it means that I am uh, retired from my first job and I'm still young enough where I could get another job, but I choose not to because I don't have to and I'm not a greedy capitalist fuck, so.
0: I'm sense in the world, trust
1: believe him.
2: So I'm, I'm content just to watch the check. Matter of fact, I turned off direct deposit because I like seeing the check come on the first of the month and hold it in my hand and cashing it. It makes me feel old. I like that.
1: Man, you are old. Oh, yeah. And then like you have to deal with shit like Labor Day and Columbus Day and stuff and you're just like what the hell are they open? the bags Chris Columbus never did nothing for me the fucking
2: crackers <laughs> yeah yeah, but it's it's worth it it gives me something to do it gets me out of the house for a couple hours a month
0: you like feeling old and I like feeling dirty
1: that's why I haven't changed my underwear in 10 years you have the same red and stimpy underwear right The before that show got cancelled back in 1996 or something
0: fuck yeah let's go skinny dipping what are you crazy it's all right ren it's nature
2: (gasps) (laughs) yeah that's
1: that's right just because you were able to beat that stasis deck one time with your shivan dragon you think those underwear are lucky the dude like was having a diabetic coma
2: or some Asian. kind of seizure. Shivan Dragon is so powerful, they're still reprinting it today. Never forget that.
0: Don't you be talking shit about my Shivan Dragon.
2: Yeah, they, remember, there's never going to be a creature more powerful than Sarah Angel. The first person oh, that Morrow broke to us. The first of many.
0: Yeah, Wizards didn't take into account the power creep. Now you have Gisela for four mana, a flying first strike lifelinker. You know, he's a 4 3, and they could potentially flip into a monster. But pretty much the same card.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Power creep is real. It happens every day. Like uh, when, you know, a little brother tells his little sister, hey, will you grab me some milk for my cereal? And then after about a week, that kid is eating that
1: other child. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, she's learning her powers. Yeah. She better watch out, though. She might get the banhammer. hammer. <laughs> Boom, you're banned from Modern Swee. Dude, I'm, I'm never having kids, man uh fucking kids are terrible and if there are just, any kids listening to this podcast shame on you and your family for you listening to this because it's yeah. for adults listen up kids have your parents hit me up at
0: magic and at gmail.com because i'd like to meet them in person and slap them in the face because
2: what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> hey john tell us about what's wrong with kids these days What's wrong with kids these days? Okay, let me see. Um, I'll actually go on the record and say I really don't think that there's anything wrong with the kids. Because in my experience, it's not the kids that there's something wrong with. It's the people who are saying what's wrong with the kids. So... um, you're
1: supposed to be, like, this crotchety old fucking semi retired dude that you get a paper check in the mail. There's got to be stuff wrong with the kids. Come on, John.
2: Yeah, okay, number number one goddamn thing wrong with the kids, at least where I am. And, uh, like I said in the intro, not originally from San Antonio or anything like that. But, you know, back in my day, you know, when you wanted money for some shit, you know, like to go to Six Flags or whatever, you know, you had to do a car wash. You had to do, a, you know pancake dinner or something like that you know it fucking drives me nuts when they just i used to pretend
1: to be on a little league team and go door to door and ask <laughs> people for money But I, like i didn't i wasn't legit on a team but i did have a baseball bat and a hat
2: and i was able to pull it off i think the bat was doing more work than the hat Peace, but I have my money.
0: Back to this pancake dinner. How come no invite? What the fuck? Oh, fuck
2: no. No, 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 This isn't iHub. This is always like in a church basement or something, you know? A bunch of crusty old fucks like me just turning off the pancakes. The syrup you get is like the kind of shit you get from Sam's Club that's like, you know, five-gallon drums or something.
1: Do you at least get your choice of sausage? Because I like the hamburger-shaped sausage. I like the turd-shaped sausage.
2: I, I confirm I'm with the sausage patty. That's a far superior form of sausage than the dick sausage.
0: Yeah, the wiener sausage has like a, a tough casing on it sometimes, and you're just like gnawing into it gristly. You're like, nah,
1: nah, nah.
0: can't cut through this damn sausage.
2: Oh, that's the worst.
0: Yeah, the hamburger patty sausage is a far superior form of sausage. Right.
1: Yeah. And I throw that bitch on a biscuit with some mustard, bro. Forget about it
2: yeah but like with a sausage you can like cut that thing up into four little you know triangle kind of looking things there and it looks good but like if you like take four chomps on a piece of sausage and put that down you look like an animal
0: what the fuck are we even talking about
1: (laughs) i did it that was the very first official sid derail
2: of of the night
0: (laughs) so john how did you meet sid
2: uh, I mean, you know, we'd seen each other, you know how it is, like, when you're at a new story, kind of walk around sniffing each other's butts, you know, and, and uh, finally one time we were playing and I was playing some kind of fucking boros kind of deck, like and uh, Sid had a playmat and I didn't have a playmat out and we were squeezed in this little corner and I kind of had to play, like, my cards, like, up on the edge of Sid's playmat, and that just blew He was encroaching on mind. my playmat, yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah, I was totally
0: were you guys, you know, tapping each other's land? You guys didn't do any lame shit like play your lands in front, right?
2: <laughs> no, I don't do nah, that nah, shit. Right? nothing but, like that. Man, out front. That's that's too old school for me. But but yeah, and you kind of like lived in the same direction I did, you know? So it'd be like i'd like to think of myself as a conscious guy you know i got a car other people don't have a car you know and so i did I was not really have like, a car yeah. <laughs> i was riding the bus to the lgs yeah so you know it's like you know when you're done you know like hey i'm heading you know north in this direction anybody need a ride you know or anything like that you know and people say yes and, and uh the rest of it is history
0: john Holland, good american good citizen all-around great guy.
2: Yep, great
1: guy. Dude, John is my yeah, boy. Terrible. Like, the only, the first and only time I've ever went golfing was with John. The first and only time I ever got prime rib buffet at the horse track was with John. I mean, yep. like, this dude is a man's man that knows how to live, bro. So, this guy gets my 100% endorsement. Oh, so approved.
2: There's that time we went scuba diving and stole all that barbecue? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, Good times. Good Dude, times. I, like I
1: fuck, I forgot about the barbecue. Like I remember doing the scuba diving, but yeah, they have free food at those things. I got to find a place like that around here. Yeah. No yeah. Sure, man. So value tip, if you want to like get some free food, go scuba diving. And sometimes they have free food there. Like take <laughs> yeah. your chick with you. <laughs> if you scrub man, like some of us, some of us are scrubbing man. Like magic, the gathering is an expensive ass hobby, but it's not so expensive, like something like golf that you can't at least hang, even though you're broke. So that's what I used to do. Like I used to be broke, you know, um, and I couldn't afford like the standard staples and shit like that, so I'd come up with my rogue deck, Bruce, and I would like master it and get real good and come up with sideboards to like figure out the meta and shit. And even though like I could only spend maybe two hundred dollars on a deck every rotation or so, yeah, only two, you man. know, with yeah. I was still, you know, playing at F and having fun and like, you know, making friends with dudes. And eventually, you can get a deck daddy. And I met a deck daddy.
2: <laughs> I was not a deck daddy.
1: No, he, uh, John was not a deck daddy, but absolutely I, not. My deck daddy out there, he knows who he is. He uh, proposed to his significant other at ACL. What a what a sweetheart, bro! Did you hear about that? Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That was good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking dope, dude. Like, at ACL, you know they were fucking tripping balls when that shit happened.
2: Yeah, that's uh, – for those of you who aren't from Texas, it's uh Austin City Limits festival. And the fucked up thing about this festival, yeah. like, they do the same thing on two weekends. So there's, like, weekend one – with the bands and then weekend two it's the exact same lineup so this fucks people up like there's no tomorrow i mean can you imagine like there's a music festival and you're like high as fuck and you show up on the wrong weekend man (laughs) we had two bags of grass 75 pellets of mescaline
0: five sheets of high-powered blotter acid a salt shaker half full of cocaine a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers downers screamers laughers also, a quarter tequila, quarter rum, a case of beer, a pint of raw ether, and two dozen ammo.
2: Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can.
1: Dude, what if you got so high, like uh, one band was on, and you didn't like get revived and like back to your normal state of mind? To be coherent enough to know what's going on or even be lucid until the next weekend when that exact same band is on and a whole week went by and you have no fucking idea. I'm sure that's happening. I am fucking sure. That's
0: <laughs> I'm lucky if I leave the house with my pants every day. I'll show up at work sometimes in my underwear. It's terrible. It's like a forty-five minute drive. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Dude, if you're driving around in your van in your underwear, people are going to think you're Chester, so you need to, like, fucking keep an emergency set of pants, like, on deck. Oh, trust
2: me. You only make that mistake three times. Yeah, I'd even, like, uh, get some of those pants where, you know, like, the warm-up pants where you can, like, flick them on and flick them off, you know, just in case you get pulled over or something or stop for a soda, Flick off, maybe, but I don't know any
0: pants you can just flick on. It's a whole 10-minute process to put those fuckers on. In a hurry, you wouldn't be able to put those on. You'd probably just be able to cover your junk.
2: Well, at that point, I think it's better than just being there in your freaking uh, shorts with a chubby.
1: So after you did that, and then after you got out of prison, then what were you doing? (laughs) Oh, no, this actually
0: happened. I learned podcast editing in jail, so here we are. Ah. All right, guys, so this actually is a podcast about magic, so let's move into our first topic. Standard. Even though Standard seems to be wide open with several decks up at the top tier, like Blue White Spirits, Red White Vehicles, Aetherworks Marvel decks are making an appearance, and Sid like Soul Tide Emerge. But with that... I noticed that game day attendance was really low. I didn't think there was much interest in standard. And even with the wide variety of decks that people can play and win with, WotC decided to change rotation back. Why do you think they did this? I have a friend who quit magic just because of this change. He is pissed that they are going to extend Eldrazi in standard, and then they shortened the life. Of Dragon Lords in Standard. He's a very, very avid Dragon player. He's got Dragon EDH decks. He loves it. He loved playing that Standard. And he won all the time in that Standard. And now he goes down there. He gets turn four. Aetherworks Marveled. And they play an Ulamog. And he's like, fuck this. I'm done.
2: Uh, Standard sucks. Standard completely sucks right now. This is evidence of standard sucking um and the fact they extended it for another six months or whatever it is is just fucking horrible <laughs> and and everybody knows that whatever's happening out there on the tours and everything uh Eldrazi's still wiping the FNMs
0: so even with the uh gear Hulks, you think Eldrazi's are big right now
2: I mean, I wouldn't say that they're big, but I mean, like those creatures they have, especially in green, since there's so little good green shit in uh, Kaladesh or, or really even uh, Shadows Over Innistrad, I mean, you, you're you just drawn to it. You just have to have them in there, and they're too powerful.
1: Dude, some Eldrazi's are big. Have you seen that Emrakul, man? 1313? Oh, God, yeah. Yep, that's
0: a big game right there. Can you imagine the size of his shits? Jeez. So, checking with a few friends in a couple shops around here... Uh, Game day attendance was super low. Do you think this has something to do with, like, Smuggler's Copter or just kind of how every deck has to have some of these cards, like Gideon or whatever? I mean,
2: I did want that playment. Uh, Yeah, it's because Standard's horrible.
1: Well, I wouldn't have noticed it because I did not go to game day because I play on MTGO primarily, so there's no game day on MTGO.
2: Well, they they kind of, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but they, they did kind of whiff because there's that gigantic GP in Dallas that will be happening in uh, like two weeks. So yeah, most people are looking at modern a little bit more than they normally would.
0: Yeah, so personally, I'm a spike. And this rotation kind of helps me because right now standard is super expensive. Since it's so short a card wins a tournament and it spikes up right away last year it was jace vrin's prodigy and that was kind of an extreme because it got bought out online we found that out later but other cards shoot up um like smugglers copter shoots up overnight almost 20 bucks so what you know why not have a deck that'll stick around for you know a year that'll be great It'll save the players money. And it's expensive to be competitive nowadays. Well, you know what?
2: Fuck them for net decking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, bro. I mean you got to have your reasons for playing standard
2: and if
1: your reasons are to like win a lot and become competitive then maybe you want to be a pro player and if you want to play like a pro player then you got to pay out the ass for these really powerful cards but if you just want to play standard to hang out and like just play magic then you could do what I was describing earlier, just building a deck that's good for the meta around you from cheap cards. Like, yeah, my whole deck rotated out but if i only spent like a 100 bucks on it i could still also, sell back the cards probably for mostly what i paid for them in the first place also
2: like this whole thing about like oh standards never been more expensive that's complete and total bullshit because all you have to do is look back a couple of years to where like uh boros reckoner was like 30 dollars, you know and now that card's like what pennies night vale yeah. specter that was like 24 25 uh you go even further back like restoration and angel uh thrag tusk i mean there's, there's restoration just angel was twenty dollars like the whole time it was in standard yeah so this- like
0: yeah night specter was that expensive because it was in standard in theros where mono blue devotion and mono black devotion wanting that card there were four of in those decks
1: It was out for, like, almost a year before uh, those decks were even big, though, man. I used to take Night Vale, Spectres, and Draft and, like, sell them shits for, like, a dollar, you know?
2: Yeah, so but also the point is is like, you know, don't give me this show about like, oh, it's $12, and now it's $5, world's ending. I mean, you know, that's always been the case for as long as standard's been around and as long as there's been these cards that are powerful only for their own set or only for their own block, and it just so happens that we've designed a couple sets in a row where that's the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm playing standard right now, but I have my reasons for playing standard. I know that it's expensive. I'm incurring that expense right now, but I want to get good at playing on MTGO, and I feel like playing standard's the best way that I'm going to be able to get the interface down before I invest in an actual eternal deck that is going to be like a long-term thing. If you check us out on Twitch magic and hash all
0: lowercase we were playing standard the other day sid and we noticed that it was a lot of gear hulks it was gear hulk deck after gear hulk deck and it was pretty hard for band Midrange to keep up with that
1: yeah i mean we just didn't draw our gear hulks in that stream we did because you know you can fight gear hulks with gear hulks but since we're on the subject of gear hulks right now the fucking blue gear hulk man
2: That card reminds me of a Corset card because it is a strictly worse version of Snapcaster Mage, but does the exact same thing. And what uh, if I was to
1: tell you it was an even better version of Snapcaster Mage? Because I've been playing. Say you're high. Oh well, I am high, (laughs) but okay. Oh, we need to we need to discuss this dude real quick. For standard right now, this Torrential Gear Hulk is where it's at because. Control is actually really spicy.
2: Okay, let me ask you this though. Do you think that you're going to actually see that card in anything other than this standard?
1: Oh, yeah, dude, that's a automatic cube card and commander card. Like, yeah, that like it's not going to be worth pennies someday. Like that card is going to stay worth dollars. I don't
0: know. If you have these right now in standard for around 20, 25 a piece, I would sell. I don't think EDH is enough to help this card hold value. It's not going to be good in Modern with Snapcaster Mage and even Goblin Dark Dwellers flashing back anything you can play in Modern worth it, 1, 2, or 3 mana. I mean, realistically. Yeah,
2: it'll be sub-5 easily.
1: It'll be like four or five bucks for a little bit, and then like in ten years, when Kaladesh is really old, it'll be like ten bucks.
2: Uh, Unless that they're you know looking at reprinting you know kind of the Snapcaster mechanic more frequently than they have been. Maybe this is just the first of a series, and they're kind of making it you know not evergreen, but something you see more often.
0: Perfect. That's what everyone needs: more Snapcaster mages. I think Torrential Gearhold could be well-suited for the Dynavolt Tower deck. And that, that deck runs a lot of instants and sorceries, really cheap stuff like counterspells and burn. Uh, I mean, it's six yeah, to the Well, consider this goblin dark dwellers is still legal and standard and uh you can just sit back on your counter spells and burn and then once you have enough mana you flash him into end step and now you're crushing also you could run thing in the ice fevered visions i mean this deck's starting to sound pretty fucking cool you could flash back like a fiery temper just to finish him off and swing in with a bruiser if you don't so blue white spirits just took six out of the top eight spots in the last big tournament, and this is right after the Pro Tour where 2 control decks won, and Red White Vehicles is very prominent in the format. Blue White Spirits praise both on those decks.
2: My theory on why it's so good in this standard is that there is so little direct damage going on, and for that matter not as many instant spells as there usually are.
0: I don't know about you, but I just want to be playing Smuggler's Copter, and it's right at home in the Red White Vehicle shell.
2: because. The
0: dwarf synergies is awesome. DePaula and Veteran Motorist make it so worth playing that strategy. Scry 2, when Veteran Motorist comes in, he's amazing. When he crews a copter on turn 3, you're swinging in for four. And then you have Fleetwheel Cruiser, which comes out with haste, and you can just jump in at instant speed to pump the cruiser. I love that deck. And uh, Gideon just got an extension in standard.
2: Yeah, that's only going to last as long as uh, Aether Revolt isn't out there, because I'm, I'm pretty sure Aether Revolt is going to have a lot of stuff to stop that.
0: So in these large tournaments, people are just playing the deck that metas the deck from the week before. Isn't the move to meta... The deck that metas that deck? I mean, aren't you just trying to get one step ahead of somebody who's going to head a step of the current? Oh my god, Dr. Seuss me. (laughs)
2: yeah that's 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 just such shitty logic though i mean like if you're only building decks for meta and not because you're really in a deck that you believe in and want to con- learn how to control and you know take care of then you're always going to be chasing just always always regardless of what cards are out there
1: yeah you got to build a deck you love and then tune it for the meta
2: right i i would be absolutely shocked if uh, vehicles are still viable Uh, when the next expansion hits well maybe but copter will always be around
0: i'm surprised they don't play it in modern and as long as i have copter i want to be crewing it with a veteran motorist
2: scrying to and then pounding in just the way she likes it yeah speaking of ironically enough like that motorist is the one card from this set that i'm actually seeing pop up in modern it's pretty decent
0: yeah it goes great with copter
2: oh fuck smuggler's copter
1: Oh yeah, it's like Patrick Chapin said You can play whatever smuggler's copter deck that you want (laughs) You know, Sid and I get down
0: with
2: the 420 What about you, John? Do you blaze? I am absolutely not a weed smoker Never have in my life Stay in school, kids
1: (laughs) Hey, speaking of Eldrazi and Standard, while while we talk about the deck that we'll be streaming on the Magic and Hash Twitch this week... We're going to be streaming
0: Grixis Emerge
1: Thursday. Yeah, man. Uh, Grixis Emerge. We're going to be rocking it out. I've been uh, practicing with it a lot, and uh, I'm starting to get the hang of the deck, and it's very powerful. And I've been able to tweak the mana a little bit to make it uh, run a little bit better.
0: Hmm, a lot of the three color decks are running uh, Ether Hub. Is that is that what you chose?
1: Yeah, four four Ether Hubs now, and I took out one of the Sanctum of Ugin. So I'm just doing the Sanctum of Ugin as a one off. Um, so
2: sad because so many people have got problems with this deck. How long has it taken you to feel like you're you're finally getting it?
1: Uh, I would say I've probably done about twenty matches with it, and um, I. I don't have a very high win rate yet, but I'm starting to understand the lines of play that you could do. Like the deck is very powerful. If Nicol Bolas was a real person, this is the Grixis deck that he would play because it's just got such a dirty plan. But you got to have a fucking bad brain to get this shit down, dude.
0: So what I've noticed is this deck really goes off after uh, five mana. You need at least two blue to cast your Deep Fiend. And then you bring back your Haunted Dead for two. You discard two cards, say a Kozilek's return and another prized amalgam. And then when, when that comes back in, you get your prized amalgam trigger. Then you get to emerge off of your returning Haunted Dead for two blue and one and then you still get the spirit token you get your prized amalgam and if you have a kozilek's return in the graveyard that pops and just blows up everything sometimes you get a sanctum of ugin also and when that triggers from your deep fiend you find another one and continue the chain this deck can really be gross if you just you just need stuff to throw your stuff in the graveyard early on but like you were saying piece of cake
1: So some games, yeah, are like that and they're broken as fuck where, (laughs) you know, you just end up swinging for 20 on turn four or five and they can't do anything. But then there's other games where you're just like attacking with one drops and smugglers copters and casting prized amalgams that are like three threes for three and attacking with them. Like you got to be able to be flexible.
0: That's true, but even then, you know, you want your amalgams in the graveyard anyway, so you're throwing them out there to, like, drive them into the rocks or even block. Casting a haunted dead isn't the, you know, worst thing in the world. You get three power, split over two bodies, two chumpers if you need it. It's good. A lot of times you chump the haunted dead, and you leave the spirit in play.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, The deck... Can definitely grind out uh, aggro decks and control decks alike. Uh, The matchups that are really tough for it are uh, control where they play counters. So if you go up against like a blue control deck and say you emerge um, something and they end up doing like a summary dismissal, then you're in pretty bad shape. Like it's hard to come back from that.
0: Yeah, plus there's Ceremonious Rejection, which is one blue, counter target color the spell. So, I mean, your deep fiend gets countered for one blue after you emerge. It's pretty
2: bad. Yeah, what about, have uh, you run into any kind of exiling issues? Uh, the
1: deck really gets screwed by um, flaying Tentrals. As a matter of fact, I played in the tournament practice room, and I was playing against a blue black control deck and uh, the guy referred me to a link. It was Shaheen Sarani's blue black control deck and it played Cyborg playing tendrils and with the black red zombies deck being on the rise the Esper and Grixis like the three color control decks are going to have a lot of problems dealing with that because quarantine fields and stasis snares work only so good if they don't have like the elder deep fiend in their hand. So they don't have to cast their elder deep fiend until you try to answer whatever they're hitting you with. Like they could be beating you up with haunted deads or prized amalgams. That's just like how you play against control with that one. You hold on to the deep fiends until they try to do something.
0: So enough about Grixis Emerge. If you want to check out a deck tech, check out our Twitch channel. Sid's got one up there. It's very informative.
2: I, I, I don't think the vehicles train is gonna be around for very long. I just really don't see it.
0: Why not? I mean, all the ones that are seeing play are cheap enough where it's reasonable to play them.
2: Well, all they really need to do is reprint a languish or something like that, and uh, or just some instant speed like uh, anger of the gods. That's not instant speed, but
1: cause Alex return, bro. <laughs> Oh, I'm using it, and I shit on red-white vehicles with it, but, you know, this is me.
0: (laughs) Yes, Kozilek's return can be a blowout, but, I mean, red-white vehicles put so much pressure on early on where if you can't get your setup going, then you get punished. I think something like Smuggler's Copter on turn two, it might be a card out of your deck, but, I mean, a lot of people aren't doing things on turn two. Just put it out there and then use it later when you can crew.
2: Yes. The problem with the whole vehicle's mechanic is that you have to have two different types on the board and available to you. And, I mean, it, just from playing MTG, you know that that is a absolutely terrible thing that you need to set the board state for in order to get a win-con. Um, if you just take any piece of that out, then you're screwed. I almost feel like the vehicles protect the creatures,
0: because... You send in the vehicles, then the vehicle trades with some other stuff, and you still have your creatures to attack in later.
2: Well, you see, I actually think it's the exact opposite, because it's the creatures that allow the uh, the vehicle to be useful. Otherwise, it just kind of sits there. I mean, it does some stuff when it enters the battlefield and all that. But if you don't have the creatures on board to crew it, then it's just really not doing anything for you.
1: Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I also get what John's saying. Like, to me... Smuggler's Copter is the only vehicle worth playing in Standard, and you can play it in any deck you want. Black Green Delirium, you can play that shit, and I play it in the Grixis Emerge deck, like, all day, every day. It breaks yeah, Smuggler's I, Copter. I would be totally shocked
2: if we don't see a reprint of Ratchet Bomb or uh, Engineered Explosives uh, coming out in Ether Revolt, or something that's a functional reprint of.
1: Dude, it's just control is really good. Like... I know people are still denying it because they don't want to believe it, but control is very good and standard right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: people are denying control because it's probably the most difficult control to be able to master compared to previous control decks because you actually need more mana and you have to know what you're doing instead of just, you know, a bunch of fucking one and two drops.
1: Yeah, well, let's. I, I saw you were touching on sideboards earlier and. I want to get your opinion on some good cyborg cards. Like, what's your favorite blue cyborg card?
0: I mentioned earlier uh, Ceremonious Rejection. That's probably my pick. It's a great card to bring in against a lot of different decks, like Aetherworks Marvel, um, other colorless strategies like Elder Deep Fiend. Uh, it also takes down some sweet vehicles.
1: What about you, Sid? Summary Dismissal, I think, is a really good blue cyborg card and standard right now. Summary dismissal is two and two blue counter everything. What do you think about blue, John?
2: Well, you want to talk about good blue sideboard cards. Here's a little bit of pro uh, deck tech for y'all. Disperse is still standard legal. Really? Yes, because it was in the... It was in the 2016 Welcome Pack, which is aligned with uh, Shadows Over Innistrad. So if you go out and you buy a uh, SOI uh, Deck Builders Toolkit, you're going to have one in there. And if you go on uh, Gatherer or whatever, Disperse is still standard legal. So put that in there, kids. It's pretty
1: tight. All right, so how about Black Cyborg cards? What's your favorite Black Cyborg card, Timmy?
0: I'd have to say Lost Legacy. It's one colorless and two black. Um, I think it's non-artifact, non-land card. You search target player's graveyard, hand, and library for any number of those cards. Name that, and then uh, they exile. So you just get their bomb or whatever you're worried about.
1: Yeah, it's like a all-in answer to Emrakul for sure. <laughs>
2: yeah. How about you, John? Uh, well, I am kind of a firm believer in the best defense is a pretty decent offense. So with that in mind, <laughs> I am going to say, and I know I'm going to get so much shit for this, Transgress the Mind is probably my favorite black sideboard, because you get that in there. You get that in there early on a T2 or if you can cheat it in on T1 and you pull uh, something really good out of their hand, then, oh, it's so sweet. And it goes to exile now. out. Not the graveyard, so they can't fuck it back.
1: Yeah, uh that's actually a really middle of the road thing. When you said I'm gonna get so much shit for this, I thought you were gonna say something outrageous.
0: <laughs> yeah, like distended mindbender or something like that's really hard to cast.
1: No, nah, I-, I love distended mindbender, especially, you know, and grixis emerge rum already having uh value dudes. That I can sacrifice. And uh, yeah, you just get to tear their fucking hand apart. And it's so, it's so like demoralizing (laughs) whenever it's just like, okay, uh, even if they have the counter, you've still like torn like two things away from them because they can't counter the ability unless they have my favorite blue cyborg card, Summary Dismissal. I bring them in against mid range and control. What color y'all want to do next? All right, well, let's go with white. My favorite white sideboard card is Fragmentize.
0: Now, the only downside to Fragmentize is against Aetherworks Marvel. They get the activation first. But other than that, you can take down a copter with it. It's great.
2: Yeah, well, for all you white people that like all your vehicles and all that shit, if you're not running Retreat to Amaria, then you're mentally ill, especially since you're getting so much more time on that for standard. That, that was a spicy Cyborg card right there. Uh, I love Fragmentize
1: for white. How about red?
0: I'd have to say Built to Smash It gives plus three plus three for one red mana. And if you put it on a vehicle or an artifact, it gives it trample. So, I mean, sometimes you play in vehicles and you stall out, no pun intended. This gets you through. Oh, hell yeah.
1: That's a good one.
0: The card I actually have in my sideboard instead of built to smash is uh, Ride Down. Because it destroys the blocking creature and then you still get that damage through. So it's like, peace out, Death Touch guy. Peace out, huge monster. See ya. Getting in for four. Ride Down,
1: rotate it out.
2: The constant Tarkir is not in standard anymore, Timmy. No, Red right Down's in standard. With uh, Eldrick Moon. My favorite uh, Red sideboard tech. Criminally underrated Harness the Storm.
0: That seems pretty good in Dynavolt Tower decks.
2: Yeah, I mean... it and for certain matchups, you don't feel bad about casting those instants early to get rid of something or uh, bounce it or whatever.
1: Well, I my favorite red sideboard card, and even though it's really sad to say that this is only a sideboard card, is Chandra Torch of Defiance. I mean, I this, is, this is a good card to bring in on some matchups, man. Like, if you can get it on board with control and they don't have a way to deal with it, If you get that emblem, you're going to win. So we saved the best color for last. One of the themes of the show being green, but green cyborg cards, dudes.
0: I would have to say Nissa Vital Force. Uh, Five mana Planeswalker for five. You uptick her once. Uh, You create a five five with your land and protect her for that turn. And then you can ultimate her the next turn, which is every time you play a land, you draw a card. She also has minus three, return something from your graveyard to your hand. Like I don't see that used very often. You just want ultimate Nissa, draw some cards.
1: Yeah, so uh, my favorite green sideboard card is blossoming defenses. I just think uh, with aggro being as good as it is, you're going to want to be able to protect your creatures from their removal, and it's just a good card to have. How about you, John? What's your green
2: sideboard card for standard? Okay, mine is going to be root out, and I know it's sorcery speed, but destroy target, artifact your enchantment, and you get the uh, clue, you know, which you can sac to draw a card. Why would you not want that if for some ungodly reason you're running green in this standard? especially if you're playing something like vehicles. And uh, since there's not a lot of draw for green right now, I think that's about as good as it gets.
1: It gets rid of quarantine fields and stasis snares too. Yeah, that's a sick one, dude. Good, good dick, John. Dude, John, you're the sideboard motherfucking swami. So I've just elevated you to swami too. So we're both swamis now. Timmy, step your game up and you might be a swami someday too, bro. Can't wait.
2: The salt is real. (laughs) A swami of salt.
0: All right, guys, let's roll this one up, as they say. Where can they find you, John? Uh, You can
2: find me on the Facebook, or if you'd like to come to my house, I will yell at you to get off my lawn until I shoot at you.
1: Yeah, you can get a hold of me at the Cats from Exile Facebook page. That's the only thing I use Facebook for. That is my purpose for having a Facebook account, and I will be there every day until I go off of Facebook again. Um, the best way to get a hold of me, though, is on Twitter at the Sid Meister, uh, Sid Meister, 78 on MTGO. If you want to challenge me to some standard and see if you got what it takes to take me down, then bring that shit. Um, and if I said anything that offended you, then Sid's Hate Mail at gmail.com is where you can voice your shit, and I might read it on the show Um but I won't read tweets and stuff, so you have to email me. And, um, yeah, that's all the ways to find me out.
0: And you can contact me with all your inquiries at magicandhash at gmail.com. I'm Tim Kempter on Facebook and magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Thanks for getting blitz with us. Until next time, peace out.
2: I want